Welcome to the Checkmates Go podcast. Join your favorite Checkpoint expert, Phone Boy, and his guests as they cover a range of cybersecurity topics to help you secure your everything. Be sure to subscribe and share, and don't forget to rate and review us. And now, here's Phone Boy. And welcome to Season 4, Episode 12. We're going to do another edition of CyberTalk Headlines. Enjoy. What is purple teaming, and why is it useful? Networks are under attack, and in recent years, securing IT networks and data has never presented a greater challenge. With an estimated 6.4 billion fake emails making their way around the world every day, along with 4,000 ransomware threats and average data breach costs that soar into the millions, CISOs are constantly preparing security teams to assume breach and ensure optimal levels of business cyber readiness. In preparing for cyber adversaries and to improve overall security effectiveness, CISOs rely on a variety of prevention and defense strategies and exercises. Continuous cybersecurity testing provides essential levels of visibility into systems. Red teams and blue teams are commonly used to validate that security systems perform as intended. However, stopping advanced adversaries requires an in-depth approach, which is why some organizations and groups of security analysts have turned to purple teaming. What is it? In cybersecurity, both red teams and blue teams play different roles in testing an organization's security. When an organization undergoes this type of security testing, a red team typically pretends to be a cyber attacker. A blue team attempts to defend against attacks and responds to mock incidents, allowing an organization to assess weak points in security. Purple teaming refers to a methodology and testing exercise where members of a red team and members of a blue team closely work together for the purposes of organizational feedback maximization and knowledge transfer. The first goal of purple teaming includes vulnerability detection, threat hunting, and network monitoring via accurate simulation of common threat scenarios, leading to the development of new prevention and detection techniques. The next goal consists of conducting assurance activities that deliver a tailored, realistic cybersecurity protection to the organization that is undergoing testing. Another way to think about it is that knowledge acquisition during purple teaming enables organizations to obtain a better understanding of cyber criminals' tactics, techniques, and procedures, otherwise known as TTPs. In summary, purple teaming enables organizations to measure detection and response capabilities in ways that reflect real-world potentialities and that allow for the elevation of cybersecurity preparedness levels. While red teams and blue teams can and should work independently at times, new insights are uncovered when the teams work together. As implied above, purple teaming doesn't necessarily involve the creation of a new team with new staff. A purple team may consist of members of an existing red team and members of an existing blue team who are set up to collaborate. One can conceptualize purple teaming as more of a process and an activity than as an independent team in its own right. Some of the benefits of purple teaming include uh, a blue team learning opportunity. The ability to participate in an attack provides a blue team with a stronger understanding of how attackers think and operate, enabling them to more effectively deploy technologies and tactics that fend off actual cyber attackers. Increased performance without more budget. Organizations that leverage purple team exercises can improve defense and offense without additional buy-in or security investments. Security Improvement Streamlining With the security industry, some view purple teaming as a conceptual framework that runs throughout an organization. In turn, this can foster a culture of collaboration that encourages continual cybersecurity improvement. Insight acquisition. As noted previously, purple teaming provides an internal security team with a critical understanding of gaps in a security posture and helps teams zero in on areas that need improvement. 
Purple teaming is a means of testing the organization's cybersecurity. Ultimately, purple team testing enables organizations to reconsider whether or not the right security controls are in place and whether or not they're delivering the desired outcomes. Purple team testing can assist organizations in determining where and how to expand or reconfigure incident prevention, detection, and response capabilities. With effective purple team testing, combined with vulnerability management and other security activities, the likelihood of a cyber attack recedes. If your organization wishes to undertake this type of exercise, consider leveraging the related MITRE attack resources. One easy way to secure your Android device. The Android operating system has been around for over a decade and has come a long way since then. New features, a wide variety of apps, ungraded camera phones, and an aesthetically pleasing user interface have led to a gigantic install base, a whopping 2.8 billion monthly active devices. As a result, Google's mobile OS has captured a significant portion of the global market share, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Unfortunately, Android devices are one of the largest cyber attack vectors. And even if you can take all the usual precautions, such as updating your software and using strong passwords, you can still be at risk. One of the prime attractions for Android users is having more flexibility, especially when it comes to apps. App developers possess the chance to test ideas in a less regulated marketplace. However, a lack of regulations leads to vulnerabilities that are often abused by threat actors. And while Google does crack down on malicious applications, there will always be a few bad apples that slip through because of the sheer number of applications that are published every day. Furthermore, Android vulnerabilities can be devastating. For example, Checkpoint Research discovered a vulnerability in Qualcomm's modems that could have put 40% of all smartphones at risk. CPR has also discovered various Android banking trojans, which are particularly nefarious, as you can wake up one day and find that your entire bank account balance has been drained. With these dangers in mind, how can Android users implement cybersecurity best practices to keep their data secure? Well, if you want to keep your smartphone and your data secure, then there's one strategy you need to follow. Only use essential and trusted applications. Time and time again, we've seen malicious applications make it onto Google Play Store. Hackers lace their malware into commonly used applications, such as calculators, antivirus software, and flashlights. For you, consider using basic apps such as Google Docs, Camera, Phone, Messages, Google Drive, Gmail, and Chrome. Don't install more apps than you need. It's a simple numbers game. The more apps that you have on your phone, the greater the number of potential attack vectors that you provide to hackers. You'll want to make a list of current applications on your phone and remove the ones that you don't really need. If you need to install an app, then consider doing the following moving forward. Only install applications from trusted and verified publishers. Check if there's an equivalent application from a trusted publisher if you find an application from a new publisher. Report any suspicious applications or activities to Google. If you're responsible for the security of your business or organization, then you need a mobile security solution. You can use something like Checkpoint's Harmony Mobile. Prevents malware from infiltrating mobile devices by detecting and blocking the download of malicious apps in real time. Harmony Mobile's unique network security infrastructure, on-device network protection, allows you to stay ahead of emerging threats by extending Checkpoint's industry-leading network security technologies to mobile devices. Now, we also have a, a version of Harmony Mobile for uh, for end users called uh, it is a Zone Alarm product, and uh, you, can, uh, you can also deploy that as well. Six simple and straightforward Cyber Monday fraud prevention tips. Now, of course, 
Cyber Monday has already occurred by the time you listen to this. Um, but uh, it is interesting because uh, we all do online shopping these days, and I think all these tips are still going to be relevant in any case. Uh, the concept of uh, Cyber Monday was founded by the National Retail Federation in 2005. It was originally intended to promote online-only deals in an effort to reduce in-store Black Friday foot traffic. However, due to an uptick in e-commerce, both commercial holidays are now intertwined. Whether you're shopping on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or both, or some other time, it pays to be a cyber-savvy consumer. In 2021, nearly 20% of online retail transactions that occurred between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday proved fraudulent. Americans lost more than $337 million, according to the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Cyber awareness and vigilance pays, because nothing beats spending the holiday season on hold with your bank's fraud department. Yeah. We're just kidding about that. Um, so so six uh, fraud prevention tips. Um, so you need to proactively prevent it. I mean, that's that's something you got to do. So stay savvy when it comes to scams. Take a moment to review the latest scam tactics. For instance, some scammers may set up fake online stores and send you emails advertising slashed prices on popular goods. Top Cyber Monday scams in 2022 include those related to fake websites, gift cards, multi-factor authentication phishing, and fake charities. Shop from a secure connection. Ensure that your computer or phone is protected by antivirus software. Otherwise, the risk of accidentally downloading malware increases. Avoid making purchases from cafes or other public spaces as cyber schemers could intercept public Wi-Fi communications or shoulder surf. Only shop on secure sites. Regardless of whether you're browsing sites belonging to well-known retailers or smaller vendors, verify that the webpage you're visiting is legitimate. Here's how. When visiting any website, look for the little lock icon in the top left corner of your browser bar. Also, be sure that you see HTTPS in the browser bar. While there's no single solution that can help it, everyone easily distinguish fraudulent websites from legitimate ones, and cyber criminals can imitate both the lock icon and HTTPS, other means of site verification include checking for domain misspellings and accessing the site by searching for them on Google, rather than by clicking on links embedded within emails. Strive for strong passwords. If you create accounts with retailers to streamline and simplify the shopping process, be sure to protect the account with a strong password. Cyber criminals may employ tactics like password spraying to steal credit card numbers, but a strong password can help protect you from this type of cyber threat. Consumer credit over debt. If concerned about online retail security, consider making purchases with a credit card rather than a debit card. The advantage of using a credit card is that real money never leaves your bank account. In addition, credit card fraud may be easier to resolve than debit card fraud, for which you could be on the hook for a larger portion of the stolen funds. Post-holiday shopping fraud review. After you've completed your shopping for the season, take a few minutes to review your bank and credit card transactions. Glance at your transactions daily or every few days. Ensure that amounts are correct. Look for fraudulent transactions. Should you identify any unknown purchases or obvious fraud incidents, contact your card service provider as soon as possible. If you're concerned about the legitimacy of a site, an advertisement, otherwise suspect malicious intent, you might want to pass on that bargain and instead tell yourself that you'll look forward to future purchasing opportunities. It beats contending with bureaucracy and bank fraud. Lastly, prior to starting your Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping, or any kind of shopping, I guess, take a few minutes to ensure that your web browser, antivirus, and operating systems are, in fact, up to date. Canada advances cybersecurity via Indo-Pacific strategy. Earlier this week, Canada launched its much-anticipated Indo-Pacific strategy, which is designed to advance military and cybersecurity efforts in the region. According to a 26-page Canadian document, the Indo-Pacific strategy involves heavily reworking foreign investment rules. This is intended to protect intellectual property, to prevent unchecked mining of valuable mineral supplies, and to generally increase national security. The central tenet of the Indo-Pacific strategy is acting in Canada's national interest while defending our values— 
It positions Canada as a reliable partner in the region, now and into the future. It is an ambitious plan, beginning with an investment of $2.3 billion over the next five years, said Minister of Foreign Affairs Melanie Jolie. Cybersecurity investments are expected to hover around $47.3 million and are due to involve an interdepartmental initiative that will build the cybersecurity capabilities of select partner groups. The new Indo-Pacific strategy emerges just weeks after Canada discovered an alleged foreign spy attempting to snap up trade secrets from a hydroelectric plant. While Canada broadly intends to strengthen its connections with the fast-growing Indo-Pacific region of 40 nations, the strategy at hand closely focuses on China, which was mentioned more than 50 times in related documents. Sino-Canadian ties have seen a downward spiral in recent years, largely because Ottawa has dismissed its former foreign policy of cooperation and engagement with the country, instead starting to take on other agenda items. Canadian cabinet ministers assert that the new strategic plan is crucial in helping Canada achieve national security, climate, and economic goals. The Indo-Pacific strategy makes direct mention of the nation's cybersecurity objectives, noting, like countries around the world, Canada is concerned by the rise of coercive and irresponsible use of technology. The spread of disinformation, ransomware, and other cybersecurity threats directly affect Canadians working to destabilize our democracy and our economy. The strategy promised that Canada will invest in expertise and technology to protect Canadians, and it will assume a leadership role in mitigating emerging threats. Funds will be funneled to capacity building in the region, including law enforcement expansion, which will increase the country's abilities to detect and respond to novel cybersecurity challenges. In terms of preparation for and ability to respond to cybersecurity threats, Canada ranks fifth among 20 nations, according to a standard developed by the MIT Technology Review Insights and a security vendor. Around the world, nations are recognizing the need to revise policies and digitally transform in order to advance regional peace, security, public health, human rights, economic growth, and or environmental protection. Fast-evolving technological innovation means that cyber threats are proliferating and that improving cyber capabilities is critical. Pursuing secure and resilient digital domains through new strategies, policies, and partnerships will accelerate the global digital transformation, leading to a safer world for everyone. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Checkmates Go. Subscribe in your favorite podcast app, leave us a rating and review, and share with your colleagues on social media. And we'll see you next time.